You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. So I sat down to watch this movie, Beauty, the new Netflix movie that just came out um, with my boyfriend last Friday. And I was telling him, you know, he's he's in the point right now in our relationship where he's like, I'll watch anything with you. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, yeah, your tastes haven't turned me off yet. <laughs> and he asked me what this movie, movie was about. And I said, well, it's about the story of a young, um, young black woman who is a singer and um, she's on the cusp of, you know, changing her life and launching this really big career. He's like, oh, OK, that's cool. And we start watching it. And he's like, is this Whitney Houston? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the Whitney Houston story? I'm like, no, no. Uh, so her name's called Beauty. Um, and he's like, okay, fine. But then he saw, oh, look, she's got a, she, she's got a really, you know, close, close friend. Uh, like, that's kind of Whitney-ish. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Come on. He's like, keep on going, keep on going. And, <laughs> uh, you know, he's like, this is Whitney Houston's story. And I'm like, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. And then as soon as, like, um, a character, a male character is supposed to be like this bad boy singer shows up and I'm like, all right, yeah, I guess it is fucking what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we can't, I, you know, I can't, I can't even pretend anymore. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much my experience watching Beauty, which is the new film uh, from Andrew Dusanmu and uh, screenwriter Lena Waithe. This is uh, their first collaboration together. This is not his first film. He's actually a filmmaker that I really uh, admire a lot. He did a really, really great film a few years ago called Mother of George, which if anyone saw that, it starred um, Denai. Denai? Yeah. Denai Guerrero. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that was a story about this uh, Nigerian woman who comes to New York and uh, she finds out that that she can't have a a child. Like she's... um, like she's barren and that and and that sparks a huge thing culturally within within their household and then he also directed this movie with michelle pfeiffer and complete 180 called where is kira about this elderly woman or not elderly woman but this woman who's like in her 60s and she's being like aged out and she can't find a job and she goes to desperate measures to not fall through the cracks of society and so this is a director who really um a collaborates really well with women and really gets into uh the female perspective in a very interesting way i gotta say though i don't think he did it this time no. I, <laughs> I think that this whoa, story whoa, whoa. i yeah he didn't Th- i think this story introduce us for you dive on in. <laughs> oh sorry sorry yeah i'm sorry it's been a long day and it's been a while since i court i am so sorry um, my name is frank and talking about not doing right by women um I am joined by three uh, amazing ladies. Rose. Hello. Jenna. Howdy ho there, neighbors. <laughs> and Sarah Jane. Hey now. Yeah, so I got to say, I was really um, 
jazzed about the c- collaboration between Lena Waithe and Andre Tusanmu um, to see what what they would create. And I like the, the I like the premise. I think the premise is is, is never not going to be intriguing um, in terms of seeing this, uh, a young woman rise. Um, but yeah, this this didn't do it for me. But I'm going to shut up now because I want to hear what you all had to th- had to. Th- it's like you mean you hit the nail right on the head earlier (laughs) it's just weird whitney houston fan fiction with the serial numbers filed off it it just it goes along on the strength of some of its performances but otherwise it strikes me as a way less bizarre version of that totally not celine dion movie that came out what like last year or something Yeah, it makes me wonder if we're going to have this trend of like biopics that aren't actually about the person, but they totally are for some bizarre reason. And there are some things sometimes like, well, once in a blue moon that can actually work like the rose. The rose works. Yeah. You know, um, without having to call that character Janice Joplin. But I I, I don't know what it is about this that just it wasn't for me. Uh, I I think they they missed it. What, What do you think, Jenna? Well, Actually, I don't think this is an issue of the director. I think the I actually feel bad for the director in the cinematographer's <laughs> film. Um, I just really want to point out, though, that the cinematography and the color schemes in here are absolutely yes. oh, yeah. fucking gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are very few films that capture black skin very well without it being like muted blues or like. Mm-hmm. super dark and glossy and it's like okay girl we got it like we got it <laughs> but this entire film should be shown as a masterclass on production and lighting and set design personally uh i think the production crew on this did an amazing job so just hats off from one production crew member to another like i was taking notes on this film like this is how you make a film look amazing when i know they didn't have the budget for it mm-hmm. uh and you couldn't even tell. And honestly, the directing wasn't even an issue for me. It's Lena Waithe. Uh, <laughs> you know, and one day I'm going to meet her. So I'll be nice <laughs> with them. So I'll be nice. I'll be chill. But honey, chow, we got to talk. Because Queen and Slim loved it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, I don't think they wrote it. And to me, this was an issue with the story, like the entire story. I don't know where the miscommunication happened. They had a great opportunity to speak on just Whitney Houston because beauty was her nickname. So Mm. I don't know how they got away with this. I mean, clearly because they (laughs) didn't have, I don't know if y'all noticed, but we never hear beauty sing. We never we don't. Really yeah. And yeah, yeah so that and my, was a my good little workaround. My boyfriend was really like, "Why is nobody singing in this movie about a singer?" Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Yeah. And that it was... was also the queer love story, which I don't understand why it was so like, let's not show people kissing on screen, right? You know, we were making yeah. this for it Disney was Plus. So chaste. Um, it really was. And I don't know, maybe that is an issue with the director and again, Lena Waithe, where they culturally, I know this person isn't African-American, so they may come from a culture where that's not particularly allowed. 
mm. which is understandable why they would not feel comfortable directing those type of scenes. But from a writer's standpoint, and even from a director's standpoint, there's ways you can really show intimacy in a way that is just way better than this. And I just don't understand the entire story. Like, I, I don't... I, I was really disappointed in the story itself. Not even the dialogue, but the story itself. Is the just story felt not... so... Felt so, first of all, not special and be so like compressed and just, you know, like rush through. It, it felt like, are we done already? I'm not, I don't want more of this. <laughs> yeah. Like, are we, right? are we, we're done already? Like, okay. What do you think, Sarah Jane? Um, I did not like this also. Um, as Jenna was saying, um, the relationship between Beauty and Jasmine was like, again, it was super chaste. And I didn't feel any kind of connection or spark between them. I, I just didn't feel it. I don't know. It's like, why even put that in there if you can't, if, if, you know, I, I didn't buy for a second that they were in love with each other. Yeah. Maybe that they either. were friends. But yeah. I've, you know, I was even more intimate with my best friend and we were, you know, into each other. But still, <laughs> you know, there was more of a connection there. Yeah. Um, there are some good performances. Like I did like Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, yeah. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was great. Niecy Nash. Niecy, Niecy was, Nash. Oh, my gosh. I, right. She was really great because I usually only see her in comedic parts. Yeah, and so I yeah. thought she was good. And um, I'm just looking at my favorite thing about the whole movie is that Sharon Stone's character is called Colonizer. Colonizer. I love that character name. I thought it was so great. And I mean, yeah. she was just such a shark. And, you know, she was just trying to do, you know, just whatever was best for her. Yeah. And, you know, the father was doing beauty dirty by trying to, you know, take her money. I mean, I, I get I, I mean, I understand what was going on there, but, you know, so that was just though, like, terrible for her. Like we said earlier, I mean, you know, because there are some great performances in here. There's nothing more frustrating than seeing great acting, great work in, in, in a movie that doesn't deserve it. Um, and like every member of this cast, in, in, including uh, Gracie Marie Bradley, who plays Beauty. I mean, she's got a, I mean, she the camera loves her and she does have a presence, I felt. Um, but, you know, but. Every, but she's just there, and I think that she's just there to react to people. And I think you know the supporting cast has much better. I don't want to say they have better scenes, but they've got you know, they've got more to do that at least you know makes makes their you know makes it less painful to. Yeah, watch. she she has very little agency in the movie, which is a facet of the character, you know, all these industry people yeah. and relatives taking advantage of her and telling her, you know, where to jump and how high and all that, but she doesn't really seem to have any of her own even like inside, you know, you're waiting for it to come out, except yeah. for a few moments right at the end where she like I guess in the script it came across as these power moves, but really it was just kind of like, though that's just a reasonable request she's making right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um... one of the things that really, like, you know, made me just really not like this at all was that we never really get into her character. And this is a director who, if you watch his other films, like his 
you really get into the psyche of his protagonist and you get into them without having to give them like, you know, these long wraps of dialogue. Like he follows them and captures them in such a way that their essence and their sensibilities can't help but, you know, you know, penetrate you. Um, here, you know, that never happened. It, you know, Again, I, I don't that's, know. That's the writing. I'm yeah. sorry, y'all. Yeah. That's fine. You're not gonna throw my boy. You're not gonna throw my man. No, because I, I can't no, because I know, because he's good. He, I, I know, I yeah. like his work. But yeah, it's it's not a good script, like you said. It's not. There's there's no arc. My in my particular issue, particularly with waifs and this kind of like, and this is just specifically coming from not only a filmmaker but also uh, someone who is also black American who understands this whole movement mm-hmm. in black filmmaking where it's like, okay, we get the Hillman grab productions. Like, girl, we get it. Yeah, I saw that. But um, it, for me, it's, it's this really just kind of watered, ironically, it's watered down and not very nuanced storytelling of black stories for a black audience that doesn't really exist anymore. Um, Like the whole idea of just not being able to tell these stories about black women in a way that any of us can connect to, especially when you're queer. Like I don't, where, where's the disconnect? Like, how did you fumble that bag? Um, (laughs) And it's like with Queen and Slim, there was a lot more going on, even though that was surface level, but at least within the context, it was trauma bonding, right? We had two people in a situation Mm -hmm. where they knew they probably weren't getting out alive. So why not just have this little fling of a romance, I guess. Um, And you can kind of let it, you can you can kind of believe it within that context. Here, it was like you're making all these commentaries, and yeah, it's cute to name Sharon Stone the colonizer, but what are you actually saying about how the music industry has consistently exploited black talent mm-hmm. since literally its inception? So, like to me, I just feel like there isn't. It's like yeah, you're making points, but you're making points that we already know. And then if you're trying to introduce an audience to these points, you're doing it in a way that is so superficial and so just like ironically whitewashed. Like I was like, who fucking wrote this? A white man? Like I was yeah, watching I think- this film. Like I just didn't, I just could not get into it. And it's sad because the performances, like Sarah said, the performances in here are absolutely beautiful. And I think the director really captured the emotional tone Mm -hmm. of the characters, even if they weren't really fleshed out, because again, beauty does not have an arc. I don't know if y'all didn't notice that. There was no No, there wasn't. She's just there. She's just there to have things happen to her. And, and that's it. And, uh, and it's a shame because this is a director that really does love visuals. He loves setups. He he was a, he used to be a photographer (laughs) before he was, before he was like, like so many are. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people in his past films have been frustrated with his setups and with his, when his visuals and the way he uses lighting, I personally really like it. Um, and I think that that still works here. I thought that's, yes, that's really the only way I could tell that this was a film from him. Um, but he also really likes actors. And so it's frustrating to capture actors, um, to see him capture actors in the way that he, that he, that he does and not have them do anything that's really worth their time. Do do we think, but, um, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, do we think that, um, beauty didn't seem, um, as real of a person because we didn't see her sing and we didn't connect to her emotionally that way. That's a big chunk of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, I would actually disagree. I, the, I actually connected to Beauty a lot because of how she would em- shut down emotionally mm-hmm. when she was presented mm-hmm. with confrontation, which is how yeah. I was um, as a young person. I didn't know it was anxiety, so I got diagnosed in my 30s. Um, so... For me, what actually made me upset is I got really invested in beauty, even though I knew it was like, okay, this is clearly a metaphor or an allegory about Whitney Houston or any other black woman entertainer right. coming up in these times. Like, this mm. is a story we all know. Right. We've all, if you've seen the five heartbeats, all those type of films. Again, <laughs> those are black in the black cinema round. Like, we get it. Dorothy Dandridge, we got it. But. <laughs> My main issue was just that, again, all of this is very surface level. I don't know where the disconnect was. I don't know if this was a studio. Maybe they didn't allow Lena Waithe to like do what Lena Waithe wanted to do. I don't know. But I can tell you right now, it wasn't the lack of singing for the reason of the lack of character arc mm-hmm. or the lack of go resolution. Ahead. Why don't you go ahead and put that uh, roll that into your final thoughts? Um, I mean, I just feel like this was a really missed opportunity especially because you're telling a side of a story about someone so famous personally someone who i am a huge whitney houston fan like Mm. absolutely love that woman didn't care all her mistakes like Mm -hmm. just love me some whitney for real and Mm. when she passed away along with her daughter it broke my heart literally as as long as with their family and millions of people so when you're talking about such an iconic person who literally had perfect pitch and perfect time. Yeah. Like, it, to me, it's just like you have to do it justice. I don't care if you're doing a knockoff. I don't care if you're making a metaphor. And then you're talking about a part of Whitney's history that a lot of people don't know about that Whitney did have to hide because Whitney was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that was a known fact. Yeah. And she had to hide that. And, like, again, from someone who's a queer writer... This goes to show you that just because you're black and queer doesn't mean you're always able to tell these stories in a way that they need to be told. And it's a hard truth to swallow, but I think it's a criticism that needs to be heard. And hopefully they'll hear this and take it on the chin and go back to the drawing board and really try to dig for something deeper because this was a heavy subject and the way they handled it was just very, like I said, it felt very whitewashed, very superficial, very on the surface. I don't know what went wrong with the writing or the script or the narrative arc here, but it was a complete missed opportunity because, again, the directing, the cinematography, the set design, the lighting, the performances, this felt like actually an HBO movie. Like, this should have been financed by HBO and had a better (laughs) script. Like, this could have been a whole little miniseries. Like, I, it just could have gave more and it just missed the mark and it's really depressing. Um, because you're talking about somebody who literally changed the face of music mm. in America. <laughs> so it's just like, thanks for that, yeah. girl, I guess. <laughs> um, with that being said, oh, man, I don't, you know, I love my my kinfolk, but hey, y'all, just put in the five heartbeats <laughs> or Dorothy Dandridge. I ain't going, you know, we didn't come to see you, Otis. You can put on uh, Tina Turner, that movie. There's plenty of other movies. Uh, I believe Bessie was the other one that I liked. Oh, Bessie. Yeah. Queen Latifah. Yeah, that was was great. Queen Latifah. Sorry, there's just too many other films that just do it better, even if it is a little bit more entertainment tea and can be argued to be just as equally as whitewash, but still, at least they give you more than this film, (laughs) which sucks. 
Um, if you are a <laughs> filmmaker, if you are a production crew or someone who does photography, I would say watch this film because take your goddamn notes. Stunningly shot. Like, just stunningly mm-hmm. shot. I haven't seen a, a film this beautiful in a very long time. Mm. Um, with that being said, I will have to give this film... Four out of ten times, I was like, just fucking kiss already! (laughs) Sarah Jane? Well, I don't even know if I could follow Jenna. I know. I mean, that was pretty much, you know, that was it. Um, I'll just repeat kind of what I said earlier. I think the performances were good. Um, I think it did look beautiful, although it was really hard to tell that it was a period piece. Except for they would tell me it was a period piece. Because I, I, I don't know. It just didn't feel like 70s to me. Um, I thought the music that was in it was good. Um, I was a kid at this time period and would visit um, my best friend at the time, Monica Smith. I would visit her house and her mom was always playing records. And it was just amazing and I loved it. Um, so that So that was good. Um, again, there was like no chemistry again between Beauty and Jasmine, and I wish there was. Um, you know, again, I, I wish there was some singing. I did was like, how is this not gonna sing? And so I even thought that it would go beyond her signing the contract and you know actually getting out into the world, but we didn't even get that. Um, so I'm just gonna you know, cut it short here. And I am going to give it uh, three songs not sung out of 10. <laughs> Rose. Yeah. I, I am kind of baffled by this film on one hand, I can kind of see what they thought they were doing at times. And I can certainly commend them on, yeah, the cinematography and some of the name actors that they got and the strength of the performances from pretty much everyone all around. I mean, even, between yeah, Beauty and Jasmine, they didn't have much chemistry together, but it was still fairly well acted. You, you could tell they were trying. Um, I just wish the rest of the movie tried as hard as you know some of the acting in it. Um, really, not a lot to say about this. It's not great. It's not funny. Bad. Honestly, the the best thing I can say about it is uh, it's a quick sit. It's an hour and a half, something like that. <laughs> um, and I am going to give it. Three out of ten times this movie could have been an email. Ooh. Damn, <laughs> that's bro. harsh. Yeah. I mean, I gave it a three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I mean, it's you know, it's got like a 3.4 right now on IMDb from the user rating, so Rose isn't the furthest off from, <laughs> um, yeah, the way people are uh, responding to this. I, I'm in the same camp, um, really. And I, I'm just more sad about this than anything else because I think that this uh, kind of a story is, like Jenna, you mentioned all the other films that have um, sort of like ventured down this sort of path story-wise. And they're all, um, regardless of what their approach is, there's always something very involving about them um, when, whenever you watch them. There's nothing like that here. This stays totally on the surface. It's so base. It's 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 a little too abstract. And that is... Uh, Dusanmu's nature is to be abstract, but he somehow always gets to the heart of the person's story, um, regardless of what it is. You know, regardless if it's you know Danae, you know Guira or Michelle Pfeiffer, 
he you know he's he places himself like in their heads and in their souls and it comes through there's there was no opportunity for him to do this here and the more i'm thinking about it, the more i have to agree that it was the script it was a story it was just not a right fit uh for him it's still visually very beautiful as we've said before like all the setups here are really gorgeous and you know the score he uses like uh, he always has like a really unique eye for scores and here in this one it's no it's no exception um unfortunately like we said before i we would rather see these character or this character sing um you know rather than just have like a you know a score cover them the acting is really great you know every, you know everyone is is acting their heart out nisi nash i mean sharon stone like we said and um you know giancarlo esposito there's no complaints there but there's a lot to complain about otherwise. <laughs> and so, yeah, this just amounts to a 95-minute short film. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. And that's sad. That's really sad. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give this uh 5 out of 10. The first time that Sharon Stone comes on the screen, I said uh, to my boyfriend, you know, I was, I've never really been that crazy about her picks that uh, – choices of films that she did in the 90s and he's like who is that i said that's sharon stone he's like that's sharon stone yeah i i didn't and realize either until i looked it up on imdb and uh and like mm-hmm. the, the next like for the next three or four scenes whenever she came up he's like are you sure that's sharon stone <laughs> and i was like yeah it's fucking sharon stone um so yeah i'm gonna give this five out of ten times you just don't recognize sharon stone <laughs> 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 and just a quick ad lib uh, sure. I do appreciate, uh, as someone who grew up in the church but is no longer associated with the church, again, I I do appreciate the shout out to like the Clark sisters and just mm-hmm. the music history that this film yeah. tries to to touch upon. Tries. I, I just wish, yeah. I just, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it, just, it makes me want to cry on the inside. Mm-hmm. But thank you for exposing people because I don't think they knew just how much that music has influenced so many artists. 